Get him. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the Salambia Saga is a story-driven, action-packed, fun-filled D&D podcast. I'm your DM, Anthony, and today we are joined by Lucas, playing Roshka. That's me, friendly goblin. Larry, playing Tiller Bewiller. Hello, everybody. May everybody have a great podcast experience. Robin, playing Fosk. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoy the session. And Haley, playing Dialon. Dialon B. Baudoir, at your service. All right. So as we last left off, you were talking to um, the leader of this cult, Doromir. Uh, basically gave you a couple options. You took the option of taking discarded garments, um, staying for the rest of the night, and then leaving in the morning to tell them that you had, uh, you know, defeated the cult. Um, you were taken to a room where you discovered a hiding and very small cat-like person who spoke to you about killing the killing the cult in their sleep. And uh, as you agreed, he transformed into the form of Doromir, and that is where we left off. So Doromir uh, stands in front of you, shiny bald head, carved teeth, pale skin, and a robe that's much too small for him. And he looks down on you. So, you, uh, do you have anything to say for yourself? Well, honestly, if you were in my position, you'd probably do the same thing if someone's offering you what is akin to the greatest treasure I've possibly thought of in this last, I guess, two days that I've known my party. Alrighty, I have questions, mister. Hmm. Are you actually a cult centered around kindness? Oh, yes. Oh. And this is kindness to you? Tricking people, is... lying, changing is... the rules of engagement at the last moment. Is that kindness? Is kindness plotting to kill the people that have provided you shelter and is kindness to plotting to kill is kindness plotting to kill believing people who uh, claims to have witnessed these people being rapists pillagers hmm? right now we had two people insisting that you were bad a entire guild and an entire person who claims to have been here, claiming you are doing terrible, awful things. It would be a moral disservice in order to not want to do something about that. You change the rules of engagement through lie. That is entrapment. You are a liar. That is not kind. It is not shelter. 
That I'd is rather scary. call myself a mistruther, not a liar. Mm, a, a trickster. Faskell uh, kind of like start pacing back and forth as he's like ranting and raving. And um, he'll be like, as he like every loop he's taking, he's like looping in a way where he's like a step back from the guy. Until he eventually bumps into the party and he'll kind of like gently shove them back as he's talking. Um, and my intention here is while Fosk is ranting and raving to provide a distraction while he's slowly inching the party towards the door. So we're going to go ahead and roll. We'll do performance <laughs> for that one. Okay, performance. To see if you can keep him captivated long enough for him to not notice that you're doing that. Okay. Alrighty, one second here. I gotta find where I put my character sheet. That's a smart thing to do before the session, Robin. Um, <laughs> oh, so kindness is trickery. Kindness is lies to you, sir. In a dishonest world, you're you're just supporting dishonesty. That is not part of what makes the world brighter and kinder. It's part of what makes it darker, more sinister. And I'm sure you're fully aware of that. Well, in Criara's eyes, lying is that so would be much. That uh, twenty-two for performance. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, that's okay. Um, in Criara's eyes, uh, lying is a much. Uh, smaller sin especially if that is in the in in the goodwill of the people and i am protecting the goodwill of my people by eliminating the bad and evil well i would be protecting us hmm. well i would be protecting the goodwill of other people who do not want to be lied to Maybe not raped or pillaged, mister. It would be a moral disservice, and that is what you led us to believe when you were in disguise. And we would not have wanted to attack you had we just been left alone. I didn't want to attack you. I just want out of here. That is all I want, mister. Vosk will say, giving them, like, another shove towards the door as he's ranting and raving, like, throwing in hand gestures now to emphasize anger and faint it. Mm-hmm. He does not, he does not quite seem to notice yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you, if you think that the, the ends justify the means, and the disservice would be to kill us or at least stop us because of what you have heard, I would call that hearsay. If you don't have real witnesses and people that can, you know, actively back that up, how would you know that we've been doing all of these things just because some silly guild told you we were doing these? Have you ever heard of this wonderful thing called propaganda? You led no. us to believe we had a real witness. You were transformed. You claimed to be here for two weeks. You claimed to be the person who was here before us. We weren't here before us. We didn't have that information. We didn't know it was you. 
But clearly, that witness was not true. A witness who has been here for two weeks hiding would be more true than any witness we had thus far. You had the intention of disguising yourself, apparently, and your true intentions. That is just lying. That is as much a lie as propaganda would be, mister. We were going off the information we had. And uh, Foss, you know, once more again, like, inching in towards the door, probably, like, picking up speed because wanting to get out of here and wanting to, wanting to drag this out. So you, um, reach, you reach the door. Now, the door is, is a quite heavy door. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's going to take some strength and also stealth to open without, um, you know, him noticing completely. Um, I did mention last session that Fosk did opt to leave the door slightly ajar in order to... Um, oh, good point. You're right. So... Basically, as Fosk um, gets gets everyone close to the door as close as he can, um, he'll kind of stand like next to the already cracked door, and he'll be like, "Well, if you're so fond of trickery, let's see how you like this." And Fosk will like slam the door open wide and dash for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So um, I'm assuming the you other three follow, Foss. <laughs> I'm I'm running. <laughs> My arm so, falls off. As you uh, as you dash into the hallway, you notice both ways you look, blocking both ends of the hallway, are four guards apiece. <coughs> Not just cultists, guards. Full. Steel armor, gems and purple gems encrusting, uh, you know, the shoulders and the waist. <clears throat> and you see each of them hold a very large battle axe. And they stand uh, sturdily in your way. And you hear a couple footsteps come from behind you. Um, Doromir exits the room. So, uh, you didn't think that me, the supposed trickster, could, you know, ignore what was going on? I have a contingency plan. You can't get past me. Uh, Um, okay. So, Fosk is going to turn around to face him, and he, um... So, uh, Fosk used to be, like, a private investigator. Um, he always needed, like, a way out of things. From my class, I got, like, a bag of ball bearings. So that's how I'm justifying him having this. Um, okay. He's gonna look at, um, Dormir, and he's gonna be, like, trip and fall. And he's going to empty, like, half of the ball bearings onto the floor behind them and just make a mad dash towards the guards. Okay. Um, um, so what is the you, goal? What is the, the goal, goal when you get to the guards? If, um, so my idea is to, they're standing sturdily in front of it. Um, I don't think they go as tall as the ceiling. 
I'm going to try and um, find whatever means or methods I can to um, get over their heads, like jump over them. It'll be a fight. It'll be a struggle. I know, but it's Fosk is in like, I need out mode, survival mode, basically. Okay. And I'm (laughs) going to use my racial ability to teleport um, Rashka 30 feet away past one of the guards. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you chose specifically Rashka. Okay. All right. Um, So when uh, you teleport Rashka, um, for some reason, he ends right in front of the guards. Fosk, as you reach the guards, you realize that they are not moving at all. Not even living, per se. They're just standing there. And uh, Doromir uh, kind of chuckles a little bit. I, uh... I have a bit of a bit of a gift for you. We'll call it the name in the name of kindness. So, after hearing your true nature and how you're very eager to kill, I'm eager to escape. It's different. Hmm, not quite. Very. Twist it in which way you will, just to justify. But the evidence is in front of you. If you wish to stay alive and continue proliferating your fake kindness and misconstruing your actual goals, then you will uh, take up a, take take me up on my offer. However, if you wish to continue to well, let's see. I think it'd be much more fun to just take you there myself. So, in fact, let me change this. We're going to take a little trip. You're going to follow me, and you're going to do as I say when I say it whenever we get there. How does that sound? Like we don't have a choice. You're a small demon cat! Nah! Precisely. And I go to be, and I go to bite the nearest of the guards, like <laughs> spear. <laughs> oh, Arashka, Arashka, Fosquil. I'm assuming he's near the guards right now. Yeah, and um, is as he would be with near Rashka. So he's gonna like walk over to Rashka and like kind of put like a hand on his shoulder, and I'll be like, "This isn't the time to fight, Rashka." Very great. All right. So just just come with me, and we will solve this uh, predicament, <sighs> as you will. And he begins walking down the hallway. And as he walks down the hallway, you see the guards move equidistant from him. Oh, be careful about the bearings. Sorry. <laughs> no you see, you see it's up. completely unbothered um, <laughs> by anything that has happened um, and you all begin to walk down the hall um, as you walk down the hall you take a you take a corner and you see a dead end 
<sighs> and as he gets closer and the guards reach the wall, the okay. guards disappear. Oh, and the wall opens up. <coughs> and you see a very well-lit staircase going downwards. And so as you continue walking, you go down these stairs. And the walls around you begin to open up wider and wider and wider until you are in this very dark space that is just lit up by the torches along the ever um, ever uh, increasing walls. Um, and you realize at the bottom of these stairs there seems to be some sort of structure. Uh, it's lit up very well. It looks kind of similar to a maze. And he stopped about halfway down the staircase. So, we, uh, we will be arriving momentarily when we get to the bottom of these stairs. The guards behind you will disappear, technically opening up your uh, escape. I will say, if you try to escape, good luck. Now, at the bottom of these stairs, you all will enter this structure. I will give you instructions briefly before, and you will complete those instructions and hopefully come out alive. If you don't, then it's destiny, fate, fortune. And if you do, then good for you. It was meant to be. And he begins walking again. And you get further and further down. You reach the base of the structure, which you now realize is about 25 feet tall and quite wide. And you see a very small door open up. Just just large enough for Doromir to squeeze through. But obviously he's not going in. <laughs> and he turns to you once more. And as he said, the guards behind you disappear. So, when you enter... You will be met with choices, and you must make choices correctly. Every correct choice you make is a reward. You get to move on. Every wrong choice you make is a punishment, and something will happen. Each room is different. Each section is different. And you must use your heads to figure it out. Now these tests will be of kindness. And for you who say that you are kind and that I am not, we will see if you make it out or not. You cannot deceive the gods. So I wish you good luck. And he steps aside so you can enter the building. Hey, Fosk. Yes. Uh, this guy. I don't like this guy. He, uh, 
guy. He seems weird. <laughs> you know, he said good luck if we try to run away. But he said something else earlier, and then it turned out that he was lying. So I think he's lying if we go back. He actually said good, good luck, but I think he meant bad luck. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, um, let's see. Well, I can explain, Marshka. So, good luck in this sense, and Fosco, like, um, reach to, like, gently grab Rashka's hand, and will, like, guide him towards the thing, because I feel like, um, trying to leave right now is a death sentence, because yay. Um, and Fosco will be like, well, when he says good luck in this sense, it's more of a, uh, a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. Which means that uh, we would have, we would likely experience very bad luck if we tried to actually leave right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. That's what I was yes. saying. It was yeah, bad. It, it yeah. would be bad luck. Yes, it would be bad luck for us. But why would Which... we try to chew his own tongue? That doesn't seem good. <laughs> uh, a tongue-in-cheek simply means when you say one thing and mean another. So he's not biting his tongue. <laughs> uh, it's not necessarily the action of biting your tongue. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> that's fair, Rashka. Let's uh, try and uh, see if we can complete this trial, okay? Yeah, yeah. I've I, I heard about these before. It's like a big rock, right? Um... Hmm. Rashka, do you have rites of mm, passage in your hometown? Uh, yeah, we do, but like, I didn't uh, do it. Like tests and trials that you need to complete to be worthy? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't do one, though. I ran away. Mm -mm. Mm, I see. Well, that's kind of what they're trying to put us through now. And Fossil guide Rashka to where we're supposed to go. Um, while he is talking. Kind of like all hunched over, but still like holding his hand to guide him along. <laughs> okay. So, uh, as you... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say Tiller would follow along suit. Okay. Um, what's what's Dialon doing? He is fiddling with his bones. They keep falling off for some reason. <laughs> he just, he's just like, his arm falls off, and he's like, oh, don't bother. And he picks it back up, sticks it back on. Uh, okay. I'm having, uh, how do you say, uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. So as you, uh, as you enter... This, this structure. It's very well lit and you are in a very large room. Um, the door closes behind you <clears throat> and you notice in front of you there are three doors each of them with a letter above them and you see a sign above the middle door. Um, the doors say D L and M 
as you um, enter this room, it actually does get a bit brighter. Um, and uh, the doors don't seem to be made of much of anything other than just plain old wood and probably old wood. Uh, they do look like they've been here quite some time. There's dust and cobwebs in the in the place. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's up to you now. Um, is there anything else in the room besides these three doors? Not that you can tell. D-L-M. Hmm. Is that what the letters say? Yes. So Foscal kind of like uh, point to the different doors with their corresponding letters and like read out what letters they are. So Rashka is up to speed. <laughs> so that shape there, that's a D. <laughs> Rashka staring very intently at the letters trying to <laughs> comprehend. <laughs> so Rashka doing everything in his power to have a single brain cell right now. Interesting. If this trial is divine in nature, I don't really know if any of the letters actually matter at this point. So maybe I guess, even though I'm not really a fan of it, we just pick one and hope that it works out. DLM. What could these possible letters stand for? Do you think D stands for Dormir? <laughs> it stands for door, actually. I would like to remind you there is a sign above the L oh. door, the middle door. All right, oh. the... <laughs> oh, the, there's a sign. It's probably got instructions or telling us we're stupid or something. <laughs> so I read the sign above the L door. <laughs> so, as you read the sign, uh, you realize. Unless any of you speak uh, Draconic, you may not be able to read it. Mm, right. Um, I was I was looking at my languages and I saw the D. I was like, "Ooh, I speak Draconic! Oh, let's go!" But it was actually Druidic. <laughs> no, <laughs> D R O. Dang, that's a U. Damn. <laughs> that vow, that third vowel really got me shook up. <laughs> but or you that can third letter. See, um you specifically, Tiller, uh notice that this is kind of in the structure of what looks to be a poem. And you notice that there are letters that you can read, but there it is the letters above the doors. Um, so you do see a D, you do see, you do see an L, and you see an M. <clears throat> so the first one you see is the M. Very quickly followed by the L. And at the very, very end of the sign, there is a D. My life is quickly followed by L's. <laughs> um... You know, he did mention fate and this being godly in nature. Do you think maybe these are the name of gods? Maybe. 
people I write mean, poems about gods all the time and their weird godly concepts. I don't think so. <laughs> um, so... Hmm. Sorry, I'm just uh, thinking. Um, at this point, what did he say the name of his god was? Uh, Delarus? Or... I don't actually remember her name. She so he said the... that he uh, he worshipped the demon, not god, the oh. demon, Criara. Criara. And Criara isn't Kriara. one of these options. She uh, is the demon of kindness. The demon of kindness. Um. <laughs> D for yeah. Dolmir, D for kindness, D for death. <laughs> oh, at this Wait, point, D for D for kindness. <laughs> yeah, shit. We're going. We're going. <laughs> we're going D for kindness. Okay. All right. D for dairy. D for dairy. L for legume. M you know, for mango. Yeah, you know, like A for effort. Uh, all right. <laughs> At this point, um, I would say, I would say, how about we have uh, let's just pick a random door. We honestly aren't able to read the sign, and we don't know necessarily where. Uh, these letters mean. Wait, you know? Teller, lift me up. I think I can read it. <laughs> okay. Sure. I love Teller. I love, I love them. Rashka up. Uh, yeah, yeah. It says that the uh, M door is the right door. Let's go. <laughs> Insight. <laughs> Are you deceiving? And does Rashka really believe the M door is the right door? <laughs> I love Rashka. Rashka can absolutely not read the comics. <laughs> so we'll go. We'll go insight into deception. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I got a natural twenty. Oh. It don't matter what I got at this point. Hey, you right. never know. It might be a nat. <sighs> I'm pretty sure I got yeah plus zero. <laughs> okay so uh according to you guys or according to Rashka it missed the right door so uh yeah okay All right. yeah, well I guess M is the right door then need the way Rashka uh he's gonna put Rashka down and then ready his uh, scimitar and shield. <sighs> Fosco will kind of like take a deep breath and as he'll like place his hand on the hilt of his blade, preparing to go, go through the door with a fight. <laughs> okay. So who is opening the door? Rashka, obviously. Rashka is He's opening trotting the door. along. Okay. He's so, very confident. As Rashka opens the door, it creaks open. And uh, you see another room on the other side. Uh, Dylan? We didn't die. I got the right door. Uh, yes. 
you are ready for this? Foscal saying, like, offer a hand. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I am as ready as I'll ever be, I suppose. Come. We'll have each other, at least. Right? I am very chivalrous. I can do this all on my own, but, uh, you know, help is appreciated. <laughs> Alrighty. Nito Yorashka. Yeah, yeah. And Faskel follow everyone in. <laughs> yeah, Teller would try to go second uh, behind Rashka. Okay. Uh, depending on how stubborn Dialon is, Flask will either be leading the back or going third. <laughs> oh, he'll take the front. He He's scared. Um, obviously, you can hear his clacking bones as he shakes beneath his armor. Uh, but he's got a shield, so... You know he, he's he's a coward, but he's not he's not dumb. So <laughs> he's just slowly walking forward. And you just hear the random clinks and clacks of his bones. Oh, it's quite cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as you enter the next room, the door closes behind you. You see uh, one very large um, humanoid-looking wolf man. Oh. Um, with very uh, very bright red eyes and tattered clothing. And to his uh, left, your right, uh, you notice a quite small um, uh, God, what is the name for that right now? Halfling woman. It's a halfling. There it is. <laughs> I was so hard. <laughs> For no reason. You had a halfling woman with uh, bright blue eyes, uh, red hair, um, pale skin, and she has uh, finer looking clothes, like almost nobility level. Um, and then you hear Doromir's voice come over what seems to be maybe a magical intercom. In this room, you must take their stories and weigh them against each other. Find who is in the wrong, and who is in the right. Okay. Alrighty. So, as you, uh, as you approach, uh, both of the, both of the people look at you. Um, almost pleadingly, both of them. Uh, and they just wait on you. <clears throat> Uh, Fosco look to the um, the wolf man, and he'll be like, "Hello, how are you?" Uh, hello, I am uh, well. How are you? I've mm, eh, seen better days, but I'll get through them. Well, I can only imagine, since you're in here with us. Yeah, but it'll be fine. May I hear your side of the story? Okay, so, uh... First off, my name is Sayus. Um, I haven't always been like this. I was in dealings with this 
hoodlum over here. And he points over to the halfling. She promised me a cure for my affliction. And I have gotten nothing from her, even after paying gold and 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 silver. And I've been here for way, way too long. So please, please help me get out of here. We signed this contract, right? Do you have the contract on you? I, I do not. Um, when we were brought here, it, it was lost. Um, but supposedly she has one. But we'll get there in a little while, I guess. So we had this contract. It told me what she was giving me and what I had to pay her. Okay. And you would have seen on my contract that she wrote over the numbers after we had made the deal. And so my signature was on this paper for something that I had no money for. And she said that she couldn't give it to me. Okay, but did she ever give you her, your money back? No, she took it and called it a contingency fee. I, um, can I attempt to insight uh, what this person's saying so far? Sure. Alright, so another insight. Uh, which is a 19. He seems to be telling the truth. Okay. Uh, and then I would ask, hmm, do you have this supposed contract? Uh, like I mentioned already, um, it, it got lost in the, in the, in the moment that we came here, but um, I believe she has the one as well. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, um, you, uh, as I say to the other person, can you tell us your side of the story? Oh, yes, I could tell you everything. My name is Alara, and... I come from the Itrial family, and I am a purveyor of very fine potions and salves and just medicine in general. This man comes to me in normal human form and looks me in the eye and says, I need something very quickly, and I need it to stay under the wraps. And, of course, I said, Okay, I'm used to this kind of dealing. And so he described what he was ailed with. I told him I could help, and we signed a contract. Yes, I put numbers on there, but I did not do it after we signed, until he got into the back of my store in the middle of the night and tried to steal the cure. While stealing the cure, he was confronted by both my father and my brother, and 
He had transformed at this point and heartlessly murdered both of them. And so I changed the numbers, being a businesswoman, to much higher, to not only, one, pay for the deaths of my family, and two, pay for the cure, which is now more important to him. You know, it's a, it's a business, you see, and I do have the contract right here. I have the contract in which I wrote over the numbers. Okay. May I see? Oh, absolutely. And she pulls a small rolled parchment out of her um, out of her back pocket and she hands it to you. Okay. Uh, Fast will like briefly read over the contract, see what the terms and conditions were. Um, and as Fosca is looking over this paper, I'd like to ritually start casting detect magic. Okay. <clears throat> I will get back to you on that in just a little bit then. Um. So Fosca, as you're reading over this uh, paper, uh, you do notice that they mention the cure and the price. You mentioned that both, uh, you, you'd see that it's mentioned that both parties need to be um, in good standing, as is custom with the local business. And if anything happens um, negatively on either side, um, price points can in fact be changed. Mm. Whether it is hardship, whether it is... Um, theft, uh, whether it is famine, just general negative things, um, disease, death in the family, you know, those kinds of things. Okay. Okay. Fosk will kind of hum and ha while reading it, it to, them, to himself, and then he'll roll up the parchment, and he'll look at the wolfman, and he will say, hmm, and from your memory, what is the most exact wording this contract held? Uh. Times, conditions. Well, you see, um, I can't read. So I mainly just signed it. I know that sounds terrible, but I really can't, and I, I just needed a cure. Okay. Um, I would like to insight check that. Okay, go ahead. Could I assist? Not right now. You are ritually casting oh, yeah. detect magic. I forgot. Yep. True. Let's see. Where is insight? Insight isn't a real word. It's like a seven. <laughs> it's like a seven. <laughs> you know. So you rolled a seven? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It for all intents and purposes, he's telling the truth. Okay. Mm, okay. And, uh, Miss, did he tell you he couldn't read? She looks at you for a brief moment and looks back at the wolf. He did not tell me he could not read and read it back to me. Hmm. And he interjects, I did not do such a thing. You are such a liar. First, you say that I killed someone and did this, blah, blah, blah. I can't even remember the past few nights before that. Hmm. 
I see. Hmm. Hey, Fosk. Yes. What's a contract? Okay, so a contract is like a legally uh, binding agreement. It's You've made promises before, right, Rashka? Yeah, but I don't understand this word legally. Okay, well, let's say that hmm, you had somebody who led your tribe, your city, your, your place of living, yeah? Okay, so imagine you made a promise to someone, right? Yeah. And you broke that promise. Yeah. And if you broke that promise, your pa came to punish you for breaking it. Yeah, yeah, you would punch me in the face. Yes, uh, that would be, well, a, some form of a quote-unquote legal punishment. And so, breaking a contract like this, basically, is a proof of a promise. And a promise between two people where one of them can then be punished if they were to break it. So, you punch them in the head? Something of the sort. Ah! So then we punch the, the wolf in the face? No, not yet. We are not. We aren't the law. So we punch her in the face? No. <laughs> I... Your enthusiasm to de- deliver the law is admirable, Varashka, but not in this situation. Well, he did the, the bad thing, right? According to her story. Alrighty. Hmm. Okay. So, we... Hmm. Dylan, Rashka, Taylor, would you mind talking in private really quick? Oh, and uh, here you go, miss. Um, I'm He'll still... offer the contract back to her. Okay. Uh, I'm still uh, focusing a um, couple of minutes. Alrighty. As so, I'm still trying to cast my spell. We'll just have the conversation right next to you to be just as distracting as possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Dylan Rashka, do you have any questions for these nice two people? Uh, not two of them, no. Uh, I have many about... questions, but I don't think they're going to be good questions. That is fair, Rashka. Dylan? Do you have any questions you might want to ask either of them to get to the bottom of this? Uh, he's a bit scared right now. <laughs> Elon in a pile of bones on the floor. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think I would have preferred to uh, watch uh, for right now. And... Uh, okay kind of piece the pieces together like a uh, very elaborate puzzle. Uh, Excuse me. Yes. Um, you, I, I smell bones. 
Oh, that is nothing to can, worry about. Can I have one? No. I haven't had a bone in so long. No, you cannot have a bone. I am sorry. Oh, okay. I, I thought I would ask at least. You are, you are in <laughs> fact, you see, I actually drink a lot of milk. So you are, in fact, smelling my bones through my oh. very tangible flesh. Yes. But, uh, milk makes my stomach very unhappy, actually. Um, so I might need to stay away from that anyways. Good, good point. Good point. Yes. Very okay. good. Very good. A wolf with lactose intolerance. You know, honestly. I think out of care. I think in. I'm thinking in character. Uh. I've never heard of a wolf having lactose intolerance. He's a bad wolf. Um. So. Uh, does my spell finish casting? Uh, we'll, say, we'll say it does. <clears throat> um, so uh, you notice that there is magic in this room, but it's on the walls and the floors and the doors. Okay. Um, so he can't escape, basically. Is probably so, where that magic is. And neither of them have any magic on them? Uh, no. And you also know that that school of magic is enchantment. Hmm. I say to the others, it looks like we're surrounded by enchantment magic, but neither of those two are magical. Um, so, let me get this straight. You guys both had the dealings of uh, for a potion... Uh, at this point, would you say what the potion was for? Uh, no, the, like... the, the potion was to cure me of my my ailment. See, I I'm not I haven't always been a wolf man. Hmm. Ah. And, and is that true? Is that what the potion was for? Yes, that, that is indeed what the potion was for. And by any chance, you wouldn't have any others' uh, potions on you? Oh, no. Heavens no, I wouldn't bring any of my work outside of my work. That would be quite silly, wouldn't it? Eh, I guess. Um... Mr. Wolfman, why did you kill our, uh, her family? I didn't kill them. It wasn't me. She's blaming me so she can drive her prices up. I I don't even remember the past few nights. How could I kill someone? Hmm. Wait. So if you can't remember the past few nights, how do you remember oh God. for sure that you definitely I, didn't? I could have, couldn't I? Oh. Where were you at the night of their death? Do I you don't have an alibi? <laughs> no. Um, I go over to my colleagues and I say, uh, <laughs> and we, I try to get them like away from the other two in the room while one of them is having a uh, mental breakdown. Um, you know, this looks very kind of clear uh, and shut, but just something isn't feeling right. 
Um, I don't, I can't put my finger on it, but it's something about the potion maker's words. Is it perhaps? Well, I did read her contract. And Foskell basically described what the terms and conditions he found within the contract. He'll keep his voice at a very hush tone so that they can't overhear. Um, I don't think Wolfman would be able to overhear in the midst of a uh, mental breakdown, but it's fine. We'll deal with that later. Um, um, and while we're doing this... Uh- is the potion maker any making any signs or gestures? No. Uh, she's trying just to like standing there. Did she seem to be particularly sad when she mentioned the death of her family? No, she did not. Hmm. Interesting. People are normally sad when that happens. Um. Fosk will be like, okay. So. We should separate. Um, I think we should separate the two parties so that they cannot influence each other's stories. Like, bring one to the other side of the room, talk in whispers, etc. Alright. Um, and then when we come back together, we can share the stories and find discrepancies. Okay. Um... I have an idea. Oh, yeah? Uh, and I must say, this is a very good idea. I, I've really outdone myself this time. <laughs> okay, uh, let me know, Rashka. So, uh, so uh, my nana told me about this once. Uh, there was this really smart man, and he had a pipe, and he had a silly little hat. And he went down, and uh, and he had this weird accent, and he talked, and he had a, uh, he had a doctor that always followed with him. Anyway. Um... He, uh, my nana told me about this man, and he was really smart. So I'm going to think like this really smart man. And that's going to solve everything. Okay. You like it? It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good, Rashka. Okay. Rashka Holmes. <laughs> Rashka Holmes. Okay. <laughs> So, Taylor, <laughs> would you like to be with the uh, investigative genius over here? Foskell say, gesturing towards Rashka. No, um, I think we should save that for Dialon. I think Dialon would be the best able to handle that. Um, Dialon? Foskell say. I think Dialon and uh, Rashka should go and speak with the potion maker while mm-hmm. we will try and speak with the uh, Wolfman? I, I have a... You're going to send me with Luton? I have a couple of questions I'd really like to ask the poster maker, Taylor. So you want to question the potion maker? I would, in fact, like to question the potion maker. Alright, um... Then I will take, a uh, Deal on. <laughs> Very well. This is what we shall do. Okay, hmm. so Tiller and Dialon are questioning the Wolfman, and Fosk and Rashka are questioning the Potion Maker. Alrighty, Rashka. We're together on this. <laughs> so we will start with the Wolfman. Uh, Tiller, Dialon. Um, 
uh, would you follow us over to this side of the room? And I try to get... Is there any, like, chairs? No. No. Damn. Um, and then I try to, like... Basically, like... Uh, get him over to the other corner of the room. He very um, sluggishly... Uh, walks over there and then slumps to the ground just kind of sobbing <laughs> I can't believe I could have killed someone <laughs> this is this is life changing <laughs> I'm I can't have taken someone's life uh, I'd like to try and incite that statement before we start uh, speaking <laughs> go ahead <laughs> the man sobbing I got a 20. He seems very genuinely upset. Yeah, me too, buddy. A dirty 20. Um, the filthiest 20. Seems It seems like he's telling the truth, and he's very genuinely upset. Alright. Um, so, now in a whisper... Uh, and I tried to motion for Dialon to get closer so that we, this way we could like hear it better. Um, can you say again exactly what happened from start to finish? Uh, uh, I went. I went to. I went to her shop to get a potion, and I said that I. I needed a. <laughs> I needed a cure for my ailment. Uh, and and she said she could help me and then a couple days go by and then I come to get it and then and then she rose the prices on me and, and kept my other money as a contingency fee and I don't have the money to pay for that I'm a very poor man you see <laughs> I'm so sorry I didn't know I could have killed someone and uh, by any chance um how many days uh, was it between when you first came and when you came back? It was it was two two days. All right, and um, okay. Now, any chance that you drank anything? Uh, so after you left the shop, did you go anywhere else? I I went back home. Um, and how far did you live from the potion shop? Not far, like three streets down, maybe. And you, did you know this potion maker fairly well, or did they know you fairly well before this, or not really? Oh, not particularly. It was the first time I had gotten there. I just looked around for someone that could potentially help me, and she said she could. Okay. So, hmm. And they said that you were in a different form. Uh, yeah. I understand that you're in your wolf form now. Were you in your human form permanently a couple of days ago? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I haven't always been a wolf man. Yeah, when do you usually transform? I I don't know. I just wake up and I'm I'm like this. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Dion, do you have any questions that you would want to ask? No, you are doing great. I am just uh, listening. Are you sure you don't have a bone I can use? Oh. Where were you on the night of night? Uh, I, I don't know. What is the night? What were you doing on the night of the murder? I, I don't know. I can't remember anything. <laughs> um, how about this? Here's another question. Uh, as I put my hand on Dilan and I start uh, speaking and thinking about what to say, I'm also trying to cast uh, guidance on him. Why? Uh, while I'm uh, thinking about my next couple words. Um, and I say, uh, do you remember what you've eaten for the last couple of days? Um, in, in the morning, I have my, my same breakfast. It's just potatoes um, with a bit of, of lamb shank. And that's, that's really it. I eat that every morning, and I don't eat lunch, and then I eat dinner, but I haven't really remembered dinner from, uh, I don't know, the past couple days. Hmm. So, uh, where do you usually get your potatoes from? Oh, and your my, lamp- my farm. Hmm. All right. Um, you know, that is a lot of questions I've asked you, and I'd like to give you a little bit of a break. Uh, and then I say, and then I motion over to Fosk, and I, and, uh, I ask if uh, anything changed while, uh, while we were having a discussion with uh, the old man and any signs from the uh, uh, potion maker. Okay, and that'll bring us to Fosk and Roshko. Hello, miss. Uh, could I, uh, let's get your story from the beginning. When this man, as a man, of course, walked into your home or your potion shop, might I ask what he looked like? Well, he was uh, a quite attractive young man. Uh, about six feet tall, very fit and 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 hardworking, and brown hair, nice, pretty blue eyes. Definitely a sight to see. But he walked into my shop, a little little disheveled. Okay, sure. And. How did he describe his ailment to you, specifically? Well, in the beginning, he just said, I have something wrong with me, and I need it fixed very quickly. Okay. And when I questioned what it was, and he didn't give me a whole lot of details other than the fact that he was transformed in some way, cursed even, and... You know, I mentioned that I had a potion or two that can cure most cure uh, mo- most curses and most ailments of that variety. 
Okay, okay. May uh, you mind uh, describing uh, your relationship with your family post pre the murders? Oh, very, very close. Very, very close. We have wonderful times together running the potion shop and the business, and I'm really the mind for everything. I'm I'm the business person, and most people talk to me because I can I can I can make business moves. I am that's my specialty. Mm, my father crafts them. My mother organizes them, and my brother gets the ingredients. I see. You must have been devastated when you found out what happened. Oh, absolutely. And you said you weren't there to uh, witness what happened. And Fosca is going to like keep a very close eye on like her reactions and her the way she expresses things, looking for like micro expressions and the specific tone of her voice, seeing oh. like how she feels about this. Oh, I, I saw. I saw. Right. I was here. We all live in the potion shop, you see. Okay. And we okay. heard commotion uh, okay. from the bottom. And my mom and I rushed down. And we saw this, this wolf man over here just ripping my brother and my father to shreds. I see. And so it was your brother and father specifically running the potion shop at the time? No, they had just been down there. My father was creating, you know, crafting, doing as he does. And my brother was giving him ingredients as he does. Mm -hmm. And so they just happened to be back there when the wolf man broke through. I see, I see. So it seems like everyone in your family has like a specialty. And what led you to, to come here? How did you end up here with us? Honestly, I'm not sure. I was standing in my potion shop one minute, and the next minute I've been in this room. Right next to the one who killed my father and my brother. You can imagine how upset I was. What kind of light did you... Did you see any light, any sort of sign that you were teleported? No, it was just an instant. Bam, you were here, huh? Yeah, precisely. Hmm. Hmm. I see, I see. Alright, listen here, you dumb goober. I only have one question for you. Uh, Why did the wolfman kill your family? I I couldn't possibly know that. Do I look like the wolfman to you? I don't know what motivates people to kill people, but I surely, surely couldn't imagine. Hmm. Alright, follow-up question. Why did you kill your family? <coughs> oh, hold on. That's, that's preposterous. How could you accuse me of killing my own father and my brother if just Fosco, to drive prices up? Fosco will be kind of mouthing like I'm sorry to the lady. Interesting. Interesting. Alright, follow-up question. Why did I kill your family? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you, I've never even seen you before. I, I watched oh, the Wolfman kill my family. What? Who are you? Why do you? What? What is going on here? I would like to insight check her. <laughs> Fosky, okay. Rashka perfectly believes everything else she says, but 
the second she pushes back against Rashka doing it, it's inside. <laughs> she's telling you the truth. All right, I believe you. You're dating this one right here. If Oscar like kind of have his head, his head in his hands, and he'll be like, kind of like you know, trying his best to keep his composure, but like his shoulders are like shuddering as he's struggling to not laugh at Rashka. Why did right. I kill your family? I only have one last question for you. How long have you been a halfling? Uh, I don't know how this is relevant, but I mean, my whole life. But I, I cannot believe that you would insinuate that I killed my family just to raise prices for this poor man. Hmm. I believe you. I believe you didn't do it. All right, Fusk, let's go. We've uh, got all we need. Um, Rashka, you can catch up with them for a moment here. I would like to continue my conversation with her just for a little bit. Okay, you're lost. <laughs> I love Rashka. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, okay, so. Duper's delight is when a person happens to smile just briefly for a fraction of a second when they are lying. Um, how dare you insin- like insinuate that I killed my family? Did I see any fraction or hint of, like, a grin or a smile on her face when she, when it was the wolf guy, any, during any of her statements thus far? You did not. Okay. But you did notice tonal changes. Lots of tonal changes, which are, in fact, a sign that somebody, she did deliver the insinuate I killed my family to raise the prices. Hmm. Okay. So... Yes, I read your contract and uh, very thorough. Um, what are is that just your typical business contract that you use with all of your clientele? Of course, it is. Hmm. I can't just change things willy nilly because how do you keep a customer base there? Well, if your customers won't talk, there's room for changes, but I digress. Having just a base contract is very smart. So, then, what might be the motive of hmm, declaring that you can change the prices based on specifically a few incidents like death in the family or robbery which you just so happened to mention in your story like well how did you what made you think what were you thinking when you put those on there well provided when you lose product or things happen in your family Hardship falls on a merchant, and you have to make up for that. Okay. For the time that it takes to grieve, and the time that it takes to recover from <laughs> robberies and theft and mm-hmm. and the like, it's just you have to recover from that. Mm-hmm. And what was the price like 
the scratched out price. Like, I saw the actual contract. I w- would have seen where she changed the numbers. What did the number get changed to? So, the numbers uh, looked very messy and very quickly scribbled on there. Um, but you can see that the number was relatively small. Um, mm-hmm. And when it was scratched out, you notice the numbers um, added a couple zeros. Mm, couple of zeros. Okay, okay. So, let's see here. How, uh, how difficult, per se, would you say it is to uh, make one of these anti-curse potions? Um, well, considering the uh, potion maker is now dead, quite hard. Actually, but before, yeah, before it... it's relatively easy if you have the right mind for it, but it's very expensive to make. Very expensive to make, huh? Hmm. And this man says he gave you money only for you to change it after payment. I was uh, wondering if you. Who could corroborate that information, whether it's true or not true. Did this man ever hand you any gold? He did. Okay. And did... What is your usual uh, commission process like when somebody orders from you? Say, I need a potion from you for, like, I don't know, memory. And we set the price. Do you start to make? Do you have the potion on hand? Do you make it afterward? Well, that quite depends on the potion that we're we're looking for. Sometimes we have to make them, and sometimes we don't. Okay. Do you tend to keep easier to make potions just on hand? Typically, yes. Okay. Okay. So, I walk into your shop. I need an easy to find potion. And I hand you the gold. Do you just hand me the potion? Well, if we have it on hand, absolutely. Okay. And how frequently do people just buy, like, curse removal potions or anti-transformation potions? Not very often. Okay. Let's see. Um, I'd like to insight and see if she's lying at, like, any point during this. Okay. Hold on, what would your what would your passive insight be? What's your intelligence score? My intelligence score is an insight is based on wisdom. Like just a one modifier, so a thirteen base score. So I think at best that's like a an eleven or a ten or something. Um Insight is based on wisdom, just in case. Is it? Oh, it's based on yeah. is it? Oh. Well, regardless, that doesn't change anything. Whoops. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is wisdom. <laughs> I'm an empty. <laughs> but yeah, my passive wisdom is still probably an 11. Or whatever. 13 passive wisdom perception. There we go. I'm Good. Okay. Not an empty. There we go. So we'll just leave, we'll use that number since it's just going to happen while you're conversating. Okay. Yeah. You're so feeling very weird about this conversation. Yeah. No, that checks out how I'm feeling right now, actually. Okay. <laughs> 
so it's an easy to make so it's an easy to make potion that you just didn't happen to have on hand that you ch that's very expensive to make that you charge cheaply for this woman's story contradicts itself a lot so i get the feeling at a character talking right now that she's lying and i think considering fosk and his current previous little background i think he also kind of would have that hunch so he'll be like okay thank you very much for your input I would like to talk with the rest of my colleagues right now, but I do appreciate your help. Absolutely. I don't have much else to do. Fair enough. And Fosk will head over to the rest of the group. I'm assuming Rashka is filling their heads with all sort of thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what happened here. <laughs> Alright, tell me. Tell me, little goblin man. So, she's innocent. He uh, made the potion, and then he stole her potion, and then uh, she became a wolf man, and. Uh... <laughs> I love you, Rashka. <laughs> Out of character. I love Rashka. <laughs> okay. He's so lost at this point. Okay. So, let's see. Dialon, Teeler, did you guys get any information in particular about, say, a Hulfman? Um, the only information that... I was able to get was just some time frame information. Uh, he went to the potion shop to uh, help cure his uh, being changed into a werewolf. Um, and he went there to commission the potion. And then two days later, he came back and the pros and prices were basically changed. So... Okay. Honestly, I'm really, I wasn't able to pick up uh, what was going on over by your end because, well, Rashka was telling us an interesting story about uh, the smartest man he knew or something like that. Um, Dilan, were you able to, was there anything out of note that you wanted to mention? No, he did not answer my question. <laughs> okay well I got a lot of hmm, answers if I will say as he kind of gives his hand like a broad gesture and then clasps them together and he will say okay so I read this contract of hers and this portion was originally for quite cheap actually <clears throat> However, I uh, noticed that she didn't seem uh, particularly upset by the death of her brother and her father. And 
That's very concerning to me. Because the price afterward, after this contract, was a couple zeros tacked on. And I think that is overall quite the deception. Um, actually, wait. I just realized something. Yes. If this is a potion for lycanthropy. Uh, you just see Teller just like in his own head, just thinking about the different plants and things that would be needed. Can I see that contract? As I say to the potion maker. Well, of course, I'm not really going anywhere. You can't go anywhere either. Couldn't really part with it. There you go. She hands it to you. All right. Um, I go over and I look and I go over to the group and kind of like go in like a huddle formation. I try to think about the history and the uh, plants and the plants that would be used in a lycanthropy potion. Um, sorry, I saying lycanthropy as if I know what it is. My apologies. In a potion that would uh transform someone back to their original form and mm-hmm. i look at the price the original price um and i try to think would the value of my being like selling herbs be adequate at that like i'm trying to my intention is to figure out the usual price for an herb that would be used in this potion to see if there's like the dip, the profit margin of the there potion. is a major discrepancy here. Like the very large number she tacked on afterwards is way out of the water, and you see the much smaller number that was just scribbled over makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, what? <clears throat> um, and I understand the reason for it, but um, and I would go over to her and ask and ask her, um, who sets the prices in your shop? Oh, that's me. I'm the businesswoman. All right. Um, hmm. And do you know the ingredients that were used in the potion? Uh, as that's not really my forte? No, not really. Well, then... How would you come up with a reasonable price if you don't know the ingredients that you're using and the labor required? You may not be able to craft the potion, but at least to come up with a fair price, you'd have to know the uh, materials and labor needed. Because otherwise, you're just making a random price. What, what are you saying here, boy? Um, I then, like, turn around and I go over to the group and I say, I've, I feel like it's her. Uh, from my understanding of potion shop knowledge, even if it's usually split between a person who makes the potion and a person who sells the potions, it feels like you would let the person who sells the potions know so that way that you can add, accurately judge the price of labor and materials. Hmm. She probably did know, but she's only allowed to make more money when she saw how desperate he was. You know, trying to exploit a tragedy. Um, and 
I would look over at this person and I would like to get like a good look at them. Like, what do they look like? Alara? Yeah. Uh, she, she's a halfling. Um, pale skin. <laughs> you know, bright blue eyes. Uh, red hair. And she's wearing quite, uh, quite expensive finer clothes. Okay, okay. I think... Ilara is leaving a false story to us. Here, numbers here. You said they normally make sense, Tealer, but she told me it's very expensive to make, which would not reflect these cheaper prices. Right? If the Prussian were truly that expensive to make. You, you obviously know more about this potion making business than I do. Is it actually expensive to make, Tiller? Um, well, while I don't make potions, I do, I do collect herbs to make a living. Um, okay. And the, this price, it, uh, I just want to make sure that, of what I'm saying. Uh, from my understanding of plants and what would be needed in a potion like this, uh, the ingredients wouldn't be that expensive, correct? No, not that expensive. Yeah, no, this price was very, very fair, and the ingredients are usually middle of the road. Not too cheap, but not uh, expensive enough to create... Like, the first price is fair, but they said that the reason why they increased the price was due to the contract conditions. So, I honestly, I really feel like she's the one that's lying. Okay. I also feel that she's the one that's lying. We hey, daughter, try. man! Mr. Right. Big Bald uh, Demon Cat Guy! Uh, wait, found Ra- the imposter! Wait. Rashka? Uh, don't commit to it quite yet, Rashka. We don't have. I'm enough. listening. No, no, Rashka. We eat. Rashka ah. does not speak for the group at this time, Doromir. Uh, a verdict has been delivered. A verdict has not been delivered. Uh, An opinion has. Yeah, verdict, opinion, same thing in the minds of sheep. Do you all agree? Begrudgingly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at Fosk and say, at this point, we can't really say exactly why, but it makes the most sense at this point. Your story contradicts itself. I think she is lying. So I guess we should just bite the bullet, and if we're wrong, well, it was good knowing you. Well, we'll be punished, so let's see what that entails. <sighs> Doromir, we believe that the halfling woman is lying to us. And what about you, Skeleton? I am not a skeleton, first of all. You have no idea what I look like under this armor. And, uh... Yeah, I agree with them. Okay. So... Alara, Vindictus, Itriel, you have been sentenced to death for the murder of your own father and brother, and the 
terrible increase of prices on a disadvantaged man who is just looking for a cure. And you see something out of the wall or out of the, the roof come down, a stone pillar, and it literally just smashes her. Blood, guts, vis viscera, everywhere. <clears throat> and the wolfman looks over and just cowers. And you see the door behind them open. Fosk will approach the wolfman. And he'll kind of kneel down to where he's crouching. And he'll be like, Mister? Yeah. What can I do for you? Um, Foscal kind of like reach over and um, he'll he'll give the man a hug. Why not? And he'll be like, "It's gonna be okay, okay." Her story was very contradictory, and she didn't seem to actually care about the potential death of her family. I watch her. I watched her expressions very closely, and I have a bit of experience in rooting out liars. I don't believe you actually murdered this woman's family. I think she was taking advantage of your gaps in memory. Oh. And I'm sorry for this situation. Well, that that's a relief. Uh, I promise I... you'll be better, okay? Oh, thank you. And as he says that, he just disintegrates. Alrighty. Fosk will stand back up. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. So now the door was... behind them is open. I thought this was a game. I, I... <laughs> I'm sorry. It'll be okay, Rashka. Fosquil offers his hand to guide Rashka along. Rashka immediately hugs your leg. Alrighty. Come up here. Fosquil will pick up Rashka if Rashka allows. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Let's go on. And Fosquil will approach the door. So, as you enter the next room it's uh, a bit more dim than the last one and in this room you see rats, rats. all over the floor rats. where are the rats you okay. see spiders and insects of all shapes and sizes just skittering around and at the end of this room you see a door Okay. A stronger door looks to be metal and a little reinforced. Okay. Uh, so are these uh, rats and spiders uh, poisonous? <laughs> Who knows? Oh boy. Time for a day. I'm not one to like bugs or really vermin, but I guess this is what's going on now. Foskel say, stepping into a room, very displeased with the situation right now. Alright, so as you all entered the room, the door shuts behind you once more. 
and you don't hear much of anything other than the skittering of rats and insects. I never did like this sound, though it's very familiar. How's it going, Dialon? You... Are you okay? Does the door have any handle or any way to open it that I can see? On, on the far side? Yeah. Yes, there is a handle. Oh, I, I am fine, Luton. I am just uh, watching you do your thing. I am ready for uh, whatever it is that is going to pop out of the shadows that I am inevitably waiting for. Uh, it is going to happen, I promise you. We should have never came here, but hey, we are here, so I am watching. I guess this is it. If you're scared, you can hold my hand. I can lead you. No, no, I am not scared. Do not get, do not get the, get me confused. Ignore the bones rattling. Uh, that is just because it is cold and uh, I do not have flesh to keep me warm. So, I walk up and try to grab the Alon's hand. <laughs> Fast moving so as to not drop Rashka. <laughs> Now look what you have done. I am just a pile now. He's coming down into bones. Listen to me for a moment here. Bravery is not the lack of fear. It is action in spite of being afraid. Okay? You can be brave and afraid. No, 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 no. You have me confused, dear friend. I am not afraid. I am very courageous and very chivalrous and very, very brave. It just so happens that I also happens to be bones and it is very cold. And the cold is, uh, how do you say, uh, not keeping my ligaments together. Uh, so, you know, uh, it is just a, a victim of circumstance, as you put it. <laughs> Zin, you must have the bravery of a fool, because I am terrified right now. No, I am not scared <laughs> at all. I, I have fought demons. I have fought uh, monsters from the Great Sea. I have fought Luton. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, they, they could only kill me in my sleep. So, you know, that, uh, that, that says something in and of itself. And uh, you... Like I said, look me up. I am very brave, very chivalrous, uh, you know. At least three books were written about me. <laughs> oh, really? What were they called? <laughs> uh, one of them is uh, The Brave Adventures of Dialon B. Boudoir. Uh, another is uh, Through the Ashes with Dialon B. Boudoir and The Odyssey. <laughs> Did you write those? I did not write them, no. When you are a very famous and chivalrous knight like I am, other people tend to write about you. Were those other well. people there? Were they? No. Because you... if they weren't there, they, then maybe they didn't write the truth. I'm going to I'm going to pick myself back up and form back into a body and uh kneel down and and put a hand on on Rashka and Dear Rashka, dear Luton. 
when you are a very famous and chivalrous knight like I am, and you go out and you do many adventures and you slay many things like I have, uh, you, you people hear of your great uh, exploits, and then when they when they hear of your exploits, people write about them, and that is where autobiographies come from. Do you you understand? No. When when they when they daddy book and a mommy book love each other very much, they get together and they make a baby book. No, they don't. <laughs> I love you. Don't very stupid right now. I do not see how this is relevant. You here in the corner. Oh. Oh. What was that? All eyes turn towards the voice. Someone in the shadows, you say? Yes, I am in the shadows. Would you mind coming to greet us? No. Not really. Out of character, can I ask a question? Yeah. (laughs) Is there a reason why this guy also sounds French? Do I recognize this voice? No. Not particularly. Wow, all French people know each other? (laughs) Damn, the alliance. In my area, yes. Yes, actually, as a matter of fact, they do. (laughs) May I uh, ask what you're doing here? No, you may not. Alrighty, then I will Who are you? Wouldn't you like to know? Yes, I would like to know. Tell me who you are. That's terrible, I'm so sorry. Being being mysterious and chic is so 200 BE. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess so. But it does not matter. What are we supposed to do here? Are we supposed to go through the rats in the box? Because I can do that. I don't know. What are you supposed to do here? Uh, There's the door. Are there any, is there any kind of signage, a hint? Uh... Nope, the room is uh, very empty other than the dim light and the guy in the shadows and all the creatures in the room. Okay. Is this guy in like a magical darkness or is he just in darkness? He's just in darkness. Um, I have like, I have dark vision up to like, uh, like 120 feet. <laughs> he's, a, he's in a special corner. Special dark, extra dark, dark corner. Yeah. See. <laughs> Says something about being kind. Uh, you have a nice mustache. I do not have a mustache. Uh, well, you hi- certainly hide in the shadows very well. May I? Um, do you want out of here? No, this is my home. Oh, okay. Are these your friends? I don't know. Are they? That is a question only you can answer. Oh, it's a good, it's a good question, but uh, I refuse to answer. Okay. Do you just hate questions? Well, actually, oh yeah, good job, Fusk. Ask a, ask if he hates questions with the questions. Well, you I must say hate yes. I hate questions. <clears throat> okay then. 
Mainly, I just do not like speaking to things that can speak back to me. Mm. Okay. Um, while this conversation is going on, I'd like to start ritually casting uh, Speak with Animals. Oh, I'm going to talk to the buggy boys. Okay. So, Mr. Cornerman, you're a little bit like uh, my brother Brutus and my sister Elise. Because Brutus also likes to talk to things that can't talk back. He likes to talk to rocks and uh, trees and bushes. No, no, no. You, you, misun- you misunderstand. I only like speaking to things that move. That also do not talk back to me. So like rats and stuff? Y- yes, like everything in this room. Can you tell your friends to not bite us if we walk? Have have they bitten you yet? No. They're already at your feet. Are they? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) He's just so used to bugs and rats and everything crawling on him. (laughs) He didn't even notice the sensation. (laughs) This is weird. Yeah, it's very weird. I don't know why you're in here. Um, well, I'm just gonna like carefully to like I'm gonna like specifically slide my feet across the ground so I don't step on anyone, <laughs> and uh, make my way toward the other door and just see if I can open it. Is anyone following, or is it just yeah. Fosk? I want to follow. I'm still trying to cast my spell. Um. I'll follow. Okay, so you're leaving Tiller to be swarmed by rats and bugs and stuff. Oh, that's fine. He's staying, he's staying as you reach, I'll, I'll stay with him then. As you, as you reach the door, uh, it opens. Oh. Hey, close that door! Don't don't let my pets out, please. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Fosco will shut the door quickly. Why'd you close the door? You said to you're shut. You're supposed it? to leave. Get out of my house. Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to leave about letting your friends out. I I I don't I don't know. I just want you to leave. Get, okay. get out of my house. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Foscle, hey, Make sure you shut the door. Yeah. Okay. You can come. The rats are friendly. Um. Does my spell okay. finish casting? Uh. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I try speaking to the rats. Rats, rats. What do you What do you say to them? I say, uh, hello. Uh, what's going on with your friend over there? I say it in druidic, so that way that the person shouldn't be able to understand. You know, you could have just asked me a question. You don't have to ask the rats. You hate questions, and I wanted to speak with your rats. But you could have just asked me. I can speak that. How do you think I speak to the rats that don't speak back? All right. I then say to the rats in Sylvan, Hi, how's it going? (laughs) Yeah. I'm a rat. What do Uh, you want? What's going on in this room? Uh, what's know. going on here. with your friend? He's my friend. He feeds us. It is what yummy. He, what does he usually feed you? Uh, food. 
Uh, do you know what type of food? Uh, the food that we eat. Does it usually look like my friends and I? Uh, not particularly. I don't know. I can't see very well. I'm a blind rat, you see. All right. Uh, can you get one of your not blind rat friends so I can speak with them? Uh, yeah, sure. Hold on. Hey, Timbo. Tim- Timbo, come come here. This guy, he wants to speak to you. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? Hi, pleasure to meet you. Uh, and I hand them uh, a, a cracker. <laughs> okay, bye. Wait, I, I, have, I, have a couple, I have a couple questions. He's gone. All right, can you bring another uh, a not blind rat, my friend? Uh, no, probably not. They don't like to listen to me because I'm blind. Can you get your other friend to come back and stay here so I can ask him another question and I'll give mm. you a cracker? No, he's kind of stupid. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it was uh, great speaking with you. Oh, um, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let me talk to this guy right there. And he looks over at the cockroach that's right next to him. Hey, can you speak to this guy? Oh, yes. I can speak to this guy. You see the rat moving his mouth. What uh, do you want? Well, I want you to have a great day. Enjoy your uh, next meal. Hopefully it isn't us. All right, take oh, care as I start okay. heading through the door. Goodbye. Did it work? Is he gone? I hope so. <laughs> so, as you all enter and leave the door, nothing happens. You both enter into this uh, this next room. A very large circular room. There is no longer a door at the end. And you see a very small pile of skeletons in the center. Oh, hey. Fosco look at Elon, not saying anything else. It's, it's, a, it's very, very well lit. And the architecture in this room is quite ornate. Don't you say it. I know what you are thinking, and I swear to God. Do not say it. <laughs> Fosk has like this mischievous grin on his face. <laughs> what are we thinking? Oh, nothing important. <laughs> Those look like you, Dylan. <laughs> that is very racist. You're doing well. Keep it up. What? That's so racist. You're doing so great. <laughs> Don't all bones look the same? Point well, you have big bones and little bones and medium bones and sharp bones and dull bones and round bones and ah, this is like that song. I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't mean to be racist. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Good, good. Okay, good job. Training him correctly. <laughs> so, you're in a very large room with just skeletons in it. What do you do? No exits, no. Nope, nothing that you can see. Hey, Tiller. Hello. You, uh, you got any more of that uh, magic in you? Fosk will say, wave- waving his fingers like only somebody who doesn't know magic can. Um, sorry. So, 
Uh, detect magic lasts uh, uh, for the duration. Oh, it's is it concentration? Yeah, it is concentration. Yeah, it's mind. concentration. All right. Um, it'll last up to ten minutes. So yeah. Uh, I I look around. Um, is there any like signs of life in this area? Um, any animals? There used to be life. In the middle of the room, a pile of used to be life. <laughs> I I mean, like, is there any animals, like bugs or stuff like that? Nope. There's just used to be life in the middle. You hmm. ever heard the term "good no news is good news"? Well, fair enough, because this doesn't feel like good news. <laughs> All right. Um. Hmm. I I start thinking to myself, and I then put my hand onto uh, Fosk, and I say, uh, maybe checking out the bones is most likely the best idea. Um, you're the quickest out of all of us in case anything is there as I cast Guidance while I'm saying this. Alrighty, it's bone time. So, um, I you're as you're standing there, time. and Guidance has been casted, in each of your uh, independent fields of vision, you notice in the very bottom of your vision, you see a red line very slowly draw across your vision. Whoa! And just above it reads Vorshak, the devourer of men. <clears throat> and you see a giant rat, much larger than a regular giant rat. <gasps> Probably about 15 feet tall. He's a 15 feet wall wide. And he flops down onto this uh, pile of bones. He's a dude. And you hear music start playing. <gasps> Very ominous, dramatic, orchestral music. Tiller, sing him a song. Now this rat actually does look a bit familiar. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> And you hear it screech and look right at you with just red in its eyes. And its black beady eyes just turn bright red. Is this all a plot by the old man to get revenge on us for killing his rat? I guess we're rolling initiative, are we? Go ahead. Uh, I try to speak. Wait, before we do that, I try to speak with the rat to say, um, "Yeah, sing a song." Good evening. Um, how's it going? It's going terrible. How do you think it's going? Uh, what happened? You killed me. Why are you here? You killed me, and now you've come to do it again? Um... Uh, no. Actually, not this time. Uh... How'd you get here? I don't know. You killed me, and then I went to sleep, I think. And I woke up in here, very large, just not that long ago. Why am I so big? 
I I don't know. This place is is a magical place. Uh, I'm again. I'm sorry for what happened to you. Uh, we didn't intend to fight you. The old man didn't tell us you were there, and I just I guess the best thing I could say is I'm sorry. That's all you can say? Sorry? You killed me! Separated me from the one person that gave me love! I mean, if you want to stay with us, we could bring you back to them. I'm pretty sure they'd appreciate. How do you think I'm getting out of here? There's no doors, no windows, no no hatches? What, what do you expect me to do? Maybe it's underneath that pile of bones. You think you can move it for us? And maybe there's a door underneath there. I'll, we'll try to get you out. Vorshak swipes it with his tail and there's just more floor. See? It's just bones! Rorschach! Devourer men! I have come to be the champion of my people and I will strike you down again! Roshka, no. Roshka. <laughs> Imagining Roshka choking forward. You do want to kill me. He said it. I knew it. I knew I couldn't trust you. You said Wait. you wanted to talk. Wait. Remember, he is the guy that hit me in the knee. He doesn't know how to hit. He He doesn't know what he's saying. He's probably talking about attacking me. <laughs> He would attack one of his own friends? He attacked me already as I, like, lift up my armor uh, and show, like, the scar where my knee is. Oh, that's that's terrible. Why that would he his... do that? It happened when we fought. You remember? No. He literally hit me in the back of the knee. I don't remember anything. I just remember being here and then dying and then being here. Alright, I'm also like saying this in common so that way like the others would understand that I'm speaking to the rat. Um, and I say, yeah, this is uh, a scar of when he attacked me. He he likes to attack his friends. But that's not very good practice for a friend. And are you saying he's my friend? I think he would consider you a friend. It didn't sound like it. Certain cultures express friendship in different ways. Uh, Foskel say, like, hurrying over to, like, scoop up Rashka. <laughs> and, like, muffling him. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh. You know, is the door still behind us? Like, the reinforcement? The door is, is still behind you, but it seems to be much more shut than it was earlier. <sighs> well, so much for fate. So, are, are you guys my friends? Did you really not mean to kill me? No, we were just checking out and there was also a mimic inside of that room as well. I you know. Thought- Wait, we were you knew? told there was a, a monster in there. We yeah, were I was trying to fight it, but then I got tired and it left me alone because I'm not what it normally likes to eat. But I wasn't strong enough to fight it on my own. 
You were. And then you were... came in, and I thought you were going to to hurt hurt me or or steal our stuff. So I got a little scared. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was a very awful misunderstanding. You see, you, your uh, your friend, the man, he, he was telling us about the past, the the mimic. And we only found out about what happened afterward. Oh. We ended up helping your old man sort through his uh, finances as we left. He is pretty well looked after, at least. Well, that's very good. I I like to hear that. So you don't want to kill me? Absolutely not. I'm so very sorry. That's what happened the first time. Rashka. He's being very friendly, it seems. Oh, very. (laughs) Oh, I feel kind of weird. And you see the health bar very slowly reach zero. No. And he says, oh, I think it's time again. Oh, oh, good, goodbye, friends. No, 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 I'm sorry, goodbye. I'm sorry. And he evaporates into the air. Oh. <clears throat> uh, Foskel kind of, like, let Rashka go and then just kind of, like, sit down. Do you have any idea how lucky we were? That thing is so dangerous. Hey, don't be, don't be racist towards rats. No, 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 it's not that. It's Rorschach. It's one of the biggest and baddest gods there ever was. Oh? Yeah, yeah, it's back in my my village. My nana used to tell me stories of this big god-devouring rat that used to crawl across the sky. She was with it. I just wonder what she'll ever know. I see. So that rat eats gods, then. Yeah, Rashka. yeah, yeah. At least according to my nana. Well, he didn't eat us. Oh, we were so lucky. You guys are so good. <laughs> and we must not be his favorite food. To be so fair. you see, uh, you see in the very uh, far end of the room a very large set of double doors uh, forms and very slowly begins to open. Revealing a hallway with quite large torches. Oh. Uh, I guess we must go then. Well, door one door opens, another door closes, right? So, let's go. Pascal, get up and walk over towards the doors. You guys ready for whatever awaits? Yeah, anything that's not close to Rorschach. Let us go. All right. Over and onward. So you begin to walk down the hallway. And it's quite, quite long. But as you near the exit, you notice another set of large double doors. And that slowly begins to open, as you see again. And you see in front of you a large staircase in a very dark room. Upwards or downwards? It goes upwards. An illuminated platform, and you see Doromir standing there. Good evening. 
very, very large smile. So it seems as though you all are quite kind. You picked the door, who stands for kindness. You picked the correct victim and suspect of the murder. You picked to not squish and kill insects and spiders and rats. And you reconciled with an old enemy. That is quite kind of all of you. I would say you passed the test. And maybe I can overlook you trying to kill us as just a defense mechanism. I'm not going to lie. The only reason why I agreed to kill you, or at least try to, was because you said that you had... Something I didn't think possible in the last 48 hours. Were you lying to me? I just need to know. Not necessarily. But it's something you will learn on your own. <sighs> no. Sorry, Dora Mira. No, it's okay. Walk up and like offer a hand to like quote unquote shake on it. And he reaches his hands out and grabs yours. His strength is immeasurable. He dials back very quickly upon reaching your hand and almost crushing it all the way. My, you have impeccable strength. Oh, I I apologize. But it seems as though Criara, the Lady of Kindness, has uh, granted you pardon. And for that, I am very grateful. So, we will do as we originally intended. Give you some tattered robes and some artifacts, and you will be on your merry way. Alright, thank you. Uh, do you think we can, like, take a, a rest first? Oh, absolutely. My home is now your home. As you have proven yourselves to be kind. Alright. And I say to this point, at this point, if they do decide to kill us in our sleeps, uh, at least we'll uh, be comfortable when they do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hasn't died yet. You can't say otherwise. And so you notice um, one of the one of those original guards that didn't move is much more loose now. Uh, walks down the stairs and uh, guides you back up to your uh, old room. And you guys arrive in your room. The door is shut just slightly ajar behind you. There you go. <laughs> Way I like it. <laughs> and uh, you're left alone in the room. Don't worry, I learned my lesson. I'm not going to say anything tonight. <sighs> wow. Can't believe we 
actually got to encounter the poor rat we killed. It feels kind of great knowing we could reconcile with at least maybe an apparition of him or maybe just him or something of that sort. I right, don't want to so... alarm you, but I think that I think it's magic. <laughs> so <laughs> while you're in this conversation, you see in the middle of the room, a large chest just blinks into existence. Uh, let's say we open it, and if it's not robes, we don't touch it. All right. All right. What's in there? And so you open the chest, and you see tattered, bloody robes. Oh. And artifacts that you were promised. Okay. Some look very expensive. Well, I mean, okay. Uh, and and there is that. also a quite large uh, bag. It looks very similar to a duffel bag, but could definitely um, fit all of the things that you need to. You know, I'm starting to uh, get adjusted to the way this magic does things. Last <laughs> uh... will and start putting things inside the bag. Alright. And with that, we will go ahead and end here. Ooh! <laughs> up, up, up. Yay! Yay! Fun! <laughs> Kindness! Kindness! My love! And Rashka. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Solambia Saga Podcast. I'm your DM, Anthony, and would like to remind you that we are novice podcasters with very novice editing skills and are doing this for both your and our enjoyment. This means that the end product could be just a little rough. I would like to once again thank you for all of your time, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.